What up? Welcome in to another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast brought to you by iFilm Cinema, cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, other places, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back, idiots. Um, the NYNP Idiot Army. It's nice to talk to you all again. Hey, I haven't queued you in yet. Aaron, what's going on? You need a better You need a better name for them. I like that. Idiots. No, that's I'm a terrible an idiot. name. You're an idiot. Anyone that listens to us is an idiot. I'm pretty smart, actually. Idiots. Um, Compared to off of art school standards, I'm very smart. Are art students dumb? Huh? Are art students dumb? No. I just, they, they're... They're like smarts are, you know, sort of in a different bracket than academic smarts. So I know a couple of people that went to uh, different art, like different art institutes and did different things. They're pretty smart. Yeah. No, art students are smart, but just in their own way. Like, so for instance, if you go to, I don't know, University of Austin, you have your Texas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Cause there's multiple. Universities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have your, your simple whatever you major in, you have those, but you also have your basic classes, you know, your maths, English, writing, history, science, all that stuff. It's not writing. It's like composition. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. In art school. Well, yeah, you have, you throw that all out the window. Yeah, because you don't, that doesn't apply to you. You don't need that. Yeah, exactly. So by art standards, I'm a genius. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I had to take one math class at the art Institute of Dallas because I didn't take a math class when I went to uh, Grayson. And I had to have one to get my degree in it to to get it. They thought I, I, I was Albert Einstein in that classroom. I mean, my buddy Zachary Burns. I'll never use math again in my life, though. Hey, well, you use math every day. My buddy Zachary Burns. He, I don't use math ever. He went to, his major was in theater, which is a fine art. He's fair. He's pretty intelligent. Yeah. He doesn't act like it, but he is. He's pretty intelligent. So, um... Don't you love? I like it. I don't know about you, but I love trash talk. Like, if you're playing basketball, you know, trash yes. talk somebody. If you're on the course, you're playing with your buddies, trash talk. I told a guy named Kobe, not Kobe Shoulders, different Kobe. Um, the other day at the gym, he kept trying to dunk it, and he kept missing. And then he was trying to shoot very deep threes. He's a decent shooter, but he was trying to shoot. Out of his range. Whoa, way he doesn't, out of his range. He doesn't have Hall of Fame range extender. And I said, dude, your legs aren't strong enough to push that ball that far. It's the same reason why you can't dunk. You can't jump over a credit card. There's a weight room about 20, 20 feet away from you. You need go to go use that. It. But I love like friendly like trash talk. I'll trash talk at work. You know it's not friendly trash talk? What? Kevin Garnett. Yeah, he's a monster. But there are some trash talk stories in the NBA, which... NBA's got some legendary trash talkers. Michael Jordan, Kobe, um, Kevin Garnett. Um, what was uh, Gary Payton, the glove? Like, there's a bunch of dudes that can trash talk. Yep. Um, yeah, I was, about to say, I was about to say Carmelo. It is Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a bunch of dudes that are nasty trash talkers, like just vile. Like Larry Bird? And you have a list of the best NBA trash talk. I do. So here's a here's a couple. I'll just read a couple. Do you have the them. Michael Jordan one? I don't. Can I say that one real quick? Yeah. So Muggsy Bogues played for the Charlotte Hornets for most of his career. He was five foot three. He's the shortest player to ever play in the NBA, which gives people like me hope. <laughs> but um, Michael Jordan's guarding him, which uh oh. And Muggsy gets the ball, and Michael tells him to shoot and turns around. And Muggsy shoot, or he says, "Shoot you effing midget, short person." He says, <laughs> "He calls him a midget." And he says, "Shoot you effing midget," and then turns around. Muggsy airballs it, and Muggsy said that that ruined his career. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly entire- what he said. He said after that moment, he think that's when his career went downhill. I'd like to find a graph. I'm sure it's out there of when he took that shot, his career like trajectory, his career statistics from that shot, and then the rest of his career. Did you know in a game? I wonder if it got worse. I bet it did. Did you know a game in the playoffs when the I think it was two thousand and one when the Lakers beat the Spurs in the conference finals or the semifinals? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know uh, the week before because the Spurs went to game six and seven in their series and the Lakers only went to four. They swept that. Yeah. They swept them. Did you know the week before that? Uh, apparently, Kobe Bryant's Kobe studied French all week 
so he could trash talk shit to Tony Parker. Why? Why? Also, did you know that um, this is just another random Kobe Bryant fact? On their him and Vanessa's anniversary, like two years ago, Mm -hmm. um, Kobe was out of the country. He was somewhere in Italy, I think, doing like business stuff as. You know, Kobe does. Um, he said, um, apparently, he um, he learned how to play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata in a night. <clears throat> so he could play it for Vanessa when he got back for their anniversary. Ew. That's cool. Whose brain works like What an that? animal. Can you be the same animal? But, or, uh, can you be a different beast, but the same animal? Yeah. The, f- the F's that, that mean, mean Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Um, You're welcome. Real fast, and then I'll let you get to this list. Um, actually, probably the best, it's not even trash talk, but the best, like, I guess it's trash talk I've ever seen wasn't even from an NBA player. It was in Dallas, by the way. What? Dow- I don't know what year it was, but Dallas and San Antonio met in the first round, the playoffs. Yeah. And Tony Parker, who, is he still, him and Evelyn Corey, yeah, they're not together. Mm-mm. Okay, he cheated on her. He was having an affair, and it got out. And first round of the playoffs, this dude's sitting right behind the basket that the Spurs were shooting on in the, in the second half. Dude's got a big old, big old sign, huge sign, and it's got Eva Longoria on a uh, in a in a bathing suit. Your kidney's not and, right here. No, yeah, it's on like maybe your back. Maybe your appendix burst. Matthews is bursted. Before. You would know if it bursted. God, you'd be, you'd be what crying. The f- you'd be crying. Um, anyway, this, this, so Tony Parker shooting free throws. It's water. Okay, I'll tell this. So Tony Parker shooting free throws, like in like the third or fourth quarter, and I can't remember, but this guy's right behind the basket with a giant sign that's got Eva Longoria, his now ex-wife that he cheated on in a bathing suit, and it says, Tony, why would you cheat on this? He missed both free throws, by the way. But that is probably the greatest in sports, I guess trash talk, either that or whenever Reggie Miller looks over at Spike Lee after he hits gets like eight points in like eight seconds or whatever and the Knicks choke in the playoffs and Reggie Miller for the Pacers turns around and holds his throat and looks at Spike Lee and just basically tells him, y'all choked. So, in my opinion, those are the two best, uh, the best two like trash talk or whatever sports moment. But uh, Aaron's going to read a list here of uh, the NBA best trash talk between players. You all right? Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Get that list out. All righty. I don't know what happened. I drank that water, though. I feel great now. Um, so, yeah. I found on Instagram just a couple of stories of trash talk that I thought were pretty interesting. So, like, uh, Craig Hodges, he won the three-point contest, and um, a reporter asked him if uh, his three-point contest win had an asterisk mark next to it because Larry Bird wasn't in it. And Craig Hodges goes, he knows where to find me. Larry responded with, yeah, at the end of the Bulls bench, because he did not play. Because he never plays. Um, Here's another one. 1999, Kevin Garnett uh, told Tim Duncan, happy Mother's Day. Mother effer, uh, after Duncan lost his mom to cancer at 13. That's not funny. Yeah, you can't say that. That's horrible. Michael Jordan dunked on John Stockton, and um, the head coach of the Jazz at the time said, why don't you pick on somebody your own size? Then uh, Jordan walked on the court and pointed to um, uh, Mel Turpin, who's 7'1", and said, is he big enough? And then he went and dunked on him. (laughs) It's a funny one. There's one that you I don't think is on the list. Um, Kevin Garnett said something to Carmelo when Carmelo was in New York. Uh, and then Carmelo waited for him at the bus, <laughs> at the Celtics bus after the game. Jesus. Yeah. I don't have that one. Yeah. I have the the um, Kobe Bryant telling Iman Shumpert he had a good game at the end of the third quarter, and Iman Shumpert was confused because there was still a whole other fourth quarter left, and apparently Kobe torched his ass and – Told him, said, uh, don't get excited so soon next time, young fella. Because he can do that. <laughs> yeah, he's Kobe. You got any more? No, that's really it. I like, one of my favorites, not really trash talk, but one of my favorites is in the finals. I can't remember what year it was, but it was when the 
Cavs and the Warriors are in the finals. Steph like goes up for a layup and LeBron swats it out of bounds. Yeah. And Steph's talking and LeBron just like nods at him and is talking back. I yeah. like that. I like that banter between two players. I think it's kind of cool. But um I love, my favorite shit talking sports moment is the notorious one. Mr. Connor. He has the he has the best sound bites yeah, of the Yeah, he's, he's pretty good at that. The when he uh I think it was when he was fighting Eddie Alvarez. The yeah, it was Eddie Alvarez fight, UFC two oh five. The first UFC in New York. And um that reporter goes, Out of all the one forty fivers up here, who would give you the hardest fight? And he starts looking around. And Jeremy Stevens from the very back, he's not even on like the, the main card. He's a prelim fight and he's all the way at the back. And he goes, Me, right here, heart is hitting one forty five. When he knocks people out, they uh he TKOs and when I hit people they don't uh, effing move. And Connor just looks around and he looks back at him and goes, Who who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> that was pretty funny. I mean, that is true. Yeah. Who is that guy? He goes, Who the Who the fuck is that guy? So I have a uh, the second topic I wanted to this one's a little different. Um And Red Panty Night, of course. Do what? When he told Rafael Dos Anjos. Oh uh, yeah. Goes, when you fight me, it's a celebration. You call your wife. Connor did it. He made us rich, rich baby. Bring out the red panties. Connor made us rich. He's an idiot. Um, That's so disrespectful. He's a very disrespectful person. He is. He is. What he did to Jose Aldo, Aldo is not fair. Jose Aldo was never the same after when that. He killed him. Yeah, but he just like tortured him, mentally tortured him for months, months and then killed him. In he what? Was, Eleven seconds, twelve seconds. Up until then, Jose Aldo had never lost in fourteen years. He lost them. He lost that, and he's been on like he's lost seven other fights since then. Jeez, he just never. He's just getting old. He is kind of old. He is kind of thirty-five. He's not too old. That's old. But for a fighter, that's yeah, old. it's old. But I mean, it's a lot of wearing. That was in two thousand fifteen. So he's thirty then. He just was never. <laughs> he's never the same. Yeah, it's rough. Never um, the same. I was listening to the herd. Um, Friday, maybe. We're recording this on Sunday the 28th. This is yes. a Tuesday episode for the 30th. So, uh, I was listening to The Herd. Was at the 26th? Yeah, I was listening to Herd on the 26th on Friday morning. And um, I was listening to Colin, and he was talking about how... He was talking about NASCAR. He was talking about the Bubba Wallace thing, which we covered on the last episode. And um, they come out, and you know they're saying, yeah, the noose you know, wasn't a noose. It's been there since October. It's not what it, it was to hold the door. Blah, blah, blah. But he was saying... We shouldn't like be like, oh, told you, we told you it wasn't racist, blah, blah, blah. We should be more upon the lines of, look at what happened because of that. Look at the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Look at the um, brotherhood and yeah. the just coming together of all the racers, pushing Bubble, all of them, pushing Bubble Wallace's car, all of the NASCAR athletes coming together and saying, in the moment, thinking that it was that this is wrong and we're going to support our brother who drives on the same track as us, bleeds the same as us, was born the same, and will die the same. And just not seeing color, not seeing race, not seeing religion, sexual orientation, not seeing any of that stuff, just seeing it's a person. That was cool. I love that. And then it comes out, it's not a noose, and still, you don't need to jump on that and go, so you told you about, no, you need to go, look at what happened because of that. Like, look at the positive of that. And um, I was listening to Colin, and he was talking about how uh, there's going to be people that are going to come out and support, or not support, but uh, not support Bubba Wallace because, yeah, it's just a setup, blah, blah, blah. It's trying to force racism on us when it's not there, all that stuff. And I hear Colin talking about there's still a lot of racial injustice in our world, and it made me think about something that I've actually said. So iFilm Cinemas Production made a video about a month ago. It's up on YouTube, and we discuss the Black Lives Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, and we talk about just kind of basically racism in our country, what's been going on. And we give so it's me, Aaron, uh, Tim, Jared, uh, Tyler Stevenson. Um, it's a group. It's just a. It's a group of people of different. We live in different areas. Well, Tim lives in a different area, but Tyler and I are both white. Tim lives in Dallas as a security guard, but he is white, but he works with multi-race people, 
and then you and Jared, who are both black, who see things, you know, through that eye, and we talk, we discuss racism. And I said on that, I said on that video, and when I was listening to the herd, it reminded me of it, and I just want to talk about it here again. Um, it kind of, it's the word's not even disheartening. It's extremely just sad and pathetic that in our country, in America, even. For you, even probably in Texas, there are rural cities in Texas, in the United States, and there are urban cities in the United States. Rural cities where if you and I, you and me, I'm talking to you, Aaron, not the audience. If you and I walk down the street together, there is a chance that someone kills you because of your skin color. Yeah. There's a chance that something happens to you because of your skin color, and then something happens to me for being with you. Why are you with the black dude? There are also communities. There's also there's also places, urban places, where you and I walk down a road together the same way we did in that white community, and I'm not making it out because I'm white. And you're probably getting shot at because why are you hanging out with the black dude or yeah. with, 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 the, with the white kid? Like, why are you hanging out with the white dude? Yeah. It, I mean, racism goes both ways. I feel like it's more towards, I hate the word minority in general. That's a stupid word. If you're going to use the word minority, use it in like a voting sense or like a, you know, I was in the minority of this vote. I voted for this person. They lost. So I was in the minority. Well, we, we, we didn't win. But when you're discussing people, it's not a minority. Yeah. It's not a minority group. They get treated like a minority group. Yeah, it's wrong. But um, it's sad that in our country that, first off, there's still a group of people that are classified as minorities. If you're not white, you're a minority. Yep. And there's places in the country where you're not safe because of your ethnicity, and I'm not safe because of my ethnicity. And there's places in the country that if we are with um, our buddy Trey, he's not safe because he's gay. Yep. And... There's places, there's, I mean, there's, there's places in Texas where there's a dude, there's a Muslim man and his family that come in Red Lobster all the time. One of my favorite tables that I get. They're fantastic. Yeah. Talked to him right after the day after Ramadan, they came in and they sat in my section. I was talking to him about it. And, um, there's places in the country that they are lucky to, to get out with just a little bit of racial slurs or, you know, religious slurs thrown their way or, or being harmed and just a little bit of harm done. Yeah. They're lucky to get out with that. So racism exists and it's extremely strong. And I, I, I don't really know how to say this. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. I don't think racism ever goes away ever. Yeah. I think racism exists because there's always going to be one person. There's always one person. I agree. But this sounds really bad, too, and this is not going to appeal to our older audience. I think, so I've got some family and some old, you know, some some people through marriage that are not related or they're not family anymore due to divorce. But older people, that was kind of the norm. Was to be, not to be racist, but to... You be know, prejudiced towards be other prejudiced people, yeah. toward people that aren't white or that aren't Christian or that aren't straight or that aren't whatever, that aren't like them. Yeah. And you can't, I have a belief that once you reach the age of 30, you're set in your beliefs. Oh yeah. Once you, once you reach the age of 30, once you probably have a kid or two, you're kind of that, the way you are is the way you're going to be. Yeah. Like for me and you, we still have a little bit of time in there that if something happens, we can shift our view and we can change a little bit. But once you reach like actual adulthood, when you're 18, you're not an adult. When you're 21, you're not an adult. You're in college, you're not an adult. Or you're working somewhere part-time, whatever, you're not an adult. When you have a family and have kids and then get into that routine, then you're an adult. And once you're... you're Which is in four years for me. You've been an adult in four years, in my mind. But I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, once you get that age, your opinions don't change. You are who you are the yeah. rest of your life. So older people, I mean, you experienced it from older people a while back. <coughs> you know, I mean, we're not going to go into detail, but even in Sherman, you experienced racism like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. So, and it was from an older, it was from an older couple. You're not going to change that their opinion, but it's the younger people that 
are the ones that can reshape yeah. our society and make it a better place for everybody. And I just, it, I don't really want to say this because it's really awful. What? I'm going to say it anyway. It's the same way with sports. You know, there's kind of racism in sports. Yeah. When that demographic either shifts away from sports because they don't like the change that's going on or they die off, then yeah, it's kind of the same way. Once that the the people that were raised that way and they're not going to change because that's what they've known their entire life. You can't, you can blame them, but you can't blame them. If somebody tells you every single day of your life, when you're a child all the way into your adult years, that this is the way things are, why all of a sudden are you going to change within a year or two? Yeah, you're exactly. not, you're not. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not supporting them at all. I'm just saying that, that that's the case. But I think racism is always going to exist in some form, in some way, hopefully in a less violent way. But I don't know. I just want to bring that up because I heard Colin kind of talking about it. And it just reminded me of what I said on that video where I said that you and I couldn't walk. There are certain areas in the United States that you and me walk down the road wearing our not your normal podcast shirts. And one of us isn't going to make it out because of our skin color. Yeah. Both of us. So that, that that swings both ways. I'm not saying that because I'm white, saying that white people aren't the only people that are racist. White people are extremely racist. But, I mean, I don't know. I just want to touch on that there's still racial. There's always going to I think there's always going to be racial and social injustice. Oh, absolutely. And sexual orientation, injustice, and religious hate, and just, I don't know. I think... I think if if people could just, it's impossible to do this, but if everybody could just put everything aside and go, oh, you're a person too. We're both people. But that's a very simple way of thinking because, you know, people have what drives them and people have influences and people have their culture and where they grew up and how they were raised. And, like, you know, there's a person in another country that if they heard me say this, they'd be like, that's a stupid white kid. He doesn't know anything. So, yeah, and it's just the way it is. I mean, hopefully in our country, we can change. Hopefully. Hopefully. But I think racism is always going to exist. That's sad, but I think it's always going to exist in some form, some fashion. Even hopefully if it does exist, hopefully it's in a nonviolent way, but it's just always going to exist. So. (laughs) You good? I'm hurting. Yeah. So Texas shut down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> on Friday, on the 26th, our our fantastic governor, Greg Abbott. Um, I actually don't mind Greg Abbott. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Greg Abbott's not a horrible governor yeah, at all. Not bad. Um, he's not bad. I like Greg. Than, better than Ted Cruz, whatever the hell he is. Is he a senator? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. He's a Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever seen the pictures of what the Zodiac killer looks like? It looks like Ted Cruz. It does. But did you know people think ben, Benjamin Franklin was a serial killer? I wouldn't doubt it. He got electrocuted through a kite. Did you know in 1998 they renovated his house and they found 18 dead bodies buried in the walls? Really? Mm-hmm. What year? 1998. Because his house is a technically a historical landmark, but they had to renovate it uh, to make it you know modern for people to, you know, safe, basically. And they got in the walls. There was 18 dead bodies in it. We're talking about that on the AOC. <laughs> I'm writing that down right now. AOC, Ben Franklin, murder. <laughs> ben Franklin, um, American icon, or serial killer. Yeah. So tune into that episode of the AOC. It's <laughs> a good idea. Um, now, so I saw that today. <laughs> I saw it today, and I was like, oh. What do you know? That's Benjamin funny. Franklin, the guy on, on our $100 bill. Murderer. Murderer is a serial killer. Um, so on Friday the 26th, um, Greg Abbott comes out and he says that <clears throat> bars shut back down. Um, restaurants that are running over 50% capacity, they have to go back to 50% capacity. Um, if you plan on rafting, floating the river, all that stuff, those trips are canceled. Basically, we're not shut down, but taking a step back if it's going to be in phases like phase one's the shutdown phase two is the reopening phase three is opening restaurants back up to to 75 percent we're now taking a step back from that phase three back into phase two of we're going to reopen understand how us as the the united states like the face of the world 
Us and China. Yeah, we're the face of the world. Us, China, and Russia. I just don't understand how us being a world-leading country handled this so poorly. I just don't get it. (laughs) We have some of the smartest people in the world. Hold on. No, we don't. I'm talking about, like, not leaders. I'm talking scientists and development and stuff like that. The only place, the only place that beats us in, you know, new technology is China. Not even China, Japan. Jap- like Japan is the whole their whole technology like side of things is so advanced, but we're right up there with them. How did we handle this so terribly? They're having Fashion Week in Paris this weekend, this this coming week, because they can. Because they got their numbers down so low that they're able to do that. Meanwhile, we're stuck in half quarantine, half not quarantine. I'm going to read this article real quick. Um, it's from P- Pew, Pew Research Center, so pewresearch.org. Um, I'm just going to skim this and just read this. So, out of 71 countries, the United States ranked 38th in math, 24th in science. Um, oh, God. Among the 35 members of the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, which sponsors these initiatives, the U.S. ranked 30th in math and 19th in science. Um, this is off of, like, young people, though, isn't it? It's just in general, like, the country. In the most recent test from 2015, 10 countries out of 48 total had statistically higher average fourth-grade math scores in the U.S., while seven countries had higher higher average science scores in the eighth grade test, seven out of 37 countries had statistically higher average math scores than the U S and seven had higher science scores. So the United States, we do lead one category. What? Like of every country in the world, you know, incarceration rate, incarceration per capita. We have the most arrested people in the world. Yeah, I knew that. That's what we lead in. We're behind in every academic category, but but we lead in the number of people that are arrested. Yeah. So maybe that's why we can't. Um, Thanks, YouTube. Solve the coronavirus. Yeah, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> How's it YouTube's fault? I think it's a matter of kids in America see. I'm not, you know, blaming these people, but these people see the Jake Pauls and David Dobricks and King Batches and. Of the world, of, and you know, um, you know, younger YouTube sensations become basically famous overnight. In theory, that's what it looks like. You have a person upload a video, then the next day it has a million views. Now they're set basically for the rest of their life because they're going to get business op- opportunities off that for the rest of their life. Kids see that, and they see that that whole fun side of, oh, I can make a video once every three days and make money, make money. Why go to school? Yeah, exactly. I can be a YouTuber. Exactly. It's fucking stupid. But it's not, they don't see the part where they, those people uploaded 200 videos before that happened. They don't see that. They see that one video that took off that set them to stardom and they go, I can do that. And they copy someone else's formula. The whole YouTube formula and getting the media formula is not the same for no one has the exact same path ever. The whole formula for YouTube is kind of flawed. I'm not talking about YouTube. I'm talking about media personalities in general. YouTube, music, movies, podcasting. They made it. I can make it too. And it's like, no. They they, try to copy their formula. Do the exact same thing they did. Well, it doesn't doesn't work for you. The reason it worked for, I'll, I'll use Jake and Logan, for example. It's original. They're original. Their their whole thing is being crazy and you know spontaneous. Yeah, and you can't emulate. That. You can't emulate that because that's naturally okay who they are. As in in music, people have tried to emulate him, and maybe two or three have made it. But designer, designer, he has his own goofy ass style of oh, mumbling. I wouldn't, I wouldn't and, say designer. No, but, I, but I'm saying he's got that style design? and that sound that, you know what I'm talking about? Where he just yeah. like mumbles and stuff. It's not but like mumble rap. I wouldn't but, say designer really because designer got his whole sound off of Future. But but I'm saying like it's kind of like his own style. It is his own style. It's a 
pull a futures, but it's his own style of the way that he listen to a future song, listen to a designer song. I'm just saying, I'm not even joking because that designer song Panda was on the life of Pablo Kanye's album and everyone on the planet thought it was future. Everyone until they saw him. Okay. The new future. Future's got yeah. his own style that people have tried to copy in designer and designer sort of fell off though. and a little pump. That's about the people. I want to say little pump that I want to say little pump sort of started the whole SoundCloud rapper. But I'm wave. saying like the way that they rap, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. mumble makes no sense. Garbage, like yeah. I mean, it is garbage. To sort me. of got it like from. It. I want to say the person, the people that started that, probably Amigos. But I'm saying like only a couple people can do it. Yeah. So when you Until try to emulate it, it's old. just garbage. Yeah. That's not so. But the YouTube algorithm is so messed up. You basically have to not necessarily pay money, but you have to like have these sponsors. And the only reason that your your video gets pushed to the trending page is because of the sponsors that you yeah. have. So you just want to hit that. You just want to get the right sponsors on your video. Have those thirty second ads on the video, and then you're on the trending page. And then people just click your video because it's there. It's not really talent. It's just basically selling out and also getting lucky. Yeah. And instead of getting an education, I'll just make it on YouTube or I'll be a SoundCloud mumble rapper yeah. or I'll. It just it's stupid. And There's then, very then few in, people that can copy someone else's like algorithm yeah. and become successful. Like but, Migos and Future started the wave of sorta of like that auto tuned, mumbled type rap. Trash. And then who's a successful rapper that does that now? I can't say designer because Takashi. Desi- no. Takashi six nine. I think I I'm one hundred percent Certain. The only reason Takashi Six Nine is so famous is because he's a giant meme. I mean, he sucks. So so I mean, do he's I. Horrible. He's terrible. But I think that's where his success comes from. So it's not even a real form of success. It's a it's a falsehood of we'll success. But you. it's a success. Yeah. But like Travis Scott, Travis Scott is he took that formula that Future had and made it something sort of new. Almost, it's okay. Which is weird. I'm all for taking other people's ideas, but put your own twist on it. Yeah. I so do that Travis all the time. Did, yeah. yeah. I do that all the time on, on the Source Podcast. I take other people's topics, put my own twist on it. Yeah. It's not stealing. It's not plagiarism. You're reinventing something. Yeah. But um, this all stemmed from Texas shutting down. Basically, if we were a little smarter as a country, yeah. maybe we'd be able to handle things like this a little better. But I wanted to get into numbers. So 2.5 million people have the virus. Mm-hmm. There's 328.4 million people in America. Mm-hmm. So two-thirds of a percent, less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Less than it's 1%. Like point six seven percent Yeah, less than 1% of the country have the virus. So when you put it like that, is it... Is it it that, doesn't sound is it that, that It doesn't sound yeah. that bad. Is it that bad? That's, I mean, yeah, but about, one or two, about one or two percent of the, of the country gets the flu. Yeah, but, but then the at the same time, really, yeah. flu kills people too. But at the same time, you don't, these people, that's not everybody. You don't know who has, you don't know everyone who has it. There could be. Yeah, there could be two, three, four, five, be, six Half percent. the population has it. Well, I mean. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't know. Well, now I heard. Because there's, there's like, so many things, there's so many, on, and honestly, because it's such a new virus. They're learning new things about it every day. So you don't know. We're, what, the virus has been in America since January. Hardest yeah, hardest hit was February, middle of February, March. So basically, I'll say March. March to now, which is the end of June. So a little less than five months that we've taken coronavirus seriously. They're finding new things about out about this thing every day. Like at first it was, no one's immune to it. Uh, once you get sick... Symptoms show, and you know, within the day. Well, isn't it now? There's a blood type that can be a can. It, I don't know if be, it's a blood type. It'd be it's asymptomatic. It's, it's the, the antibodies in a blood type. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's a, there's a blood type that you can get the disease, and it's you're asymptomatic. You don't show any symptoms. You don't show a thing. Yeah. Like we're, they're just finding new stuff about out about it all the time. They're learning people are asymptomatic. They're learning some people catch it and just never know. Okay. And those same people that never know they have it that are asymptomatic that never show it. They can't pass it along because honestly, obviously the, if you, if you're asymptomatic, that means there's something inside you that is strong enough to keep it at bay basically. So how are those weakened cells going to go to someone else and become stronger? It's basically the, the, the logic behind it. So 
if you are I'm also convinced that like everyone had caught like everyone that has been sick this year had it. Well, I mean, I was sick in February. I was really, sick, really. I was bad. sick in March. So, so if you're like, if you're Greg Abbott or Donald Trump or Gavin Newsom, the California governor, or what's Florida's governor's name? It's like Ron. Yeah, Ron DeSantis. Or you're, I'm about to look up New York's governor so I get this right. I'm actually gonna say a name and be wrong. If you are Como or Como, whatever his name is, Andrew Como, I knew that. If you're one of those people and you're in charge of a huge area like Newsom is in California, DeSantis is in Florida, or Como is in New York, as well as Donald Trump, what would you what would you do? Would you do what Greg Abbott did and go, Hey, we're we're dropping back a phase, we're gonna take a step back and we're gonna be like I say all the time, we're gonna be proactive instead of reactive? Stop answering. I'm in I got a random I got a random like text message with a group of 20 numbers that I have no idea who they belong to saying, "Would you like to learn how to earn $500 a week?" Leave the group. I you won't let me. There's a way to leave it. Just block it. It doesn't give me the option on this one. What's that say? Share uh, hide. Yeah, just hide it. That was hide all the numbers on. It said block the original sender. Yeah, do that. Oh, I don't know who the original sender was, but no, to answer your question, I'd do that exact same thing. You would do what Greg Abbott Yeah, did? you sort of have to. Economically, it hurts, but let this get out of hand even more and you won't, it doesn't you matter have how much a, you money. You won't have an economy. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you want people to make the money. Yep. So. Yeah, I would, I would have done the same thing. I think uh, I think I would have too. When you put it into numbers, like statistically, it's like, oh, it's not that bad, but then you actually see it. And you actually know, like, I know people have got the coronavirus. It makes it a little more personal. It makes it more serious. But um, coffee sounds good. <laughs> what a segue. Uh, Fruitofthebean.com. You know the drill. Go to Fruitofthebean.com. Get you some coffee. On, let's see, on Fruitofthebean.com. Uh, 10% of all profits they make go to children in orphanages and people affected by human trafficking. Uh, as well as that, you can save some money by using the discount code NYNP. So... Uh, that'll give you 25% off of your purchase. So go to fruitofthebean.com, use the discount code NYNP, get 25% off. And the second one, get some kids and get some clothes for your kids. Get some kids yeah, your clothes. Yeah, no, don't get any kids. Um, Get some, I mean, yeah, get some kids, have some kids if you want. Uh, get some, And get them some clothes. Yeah, and get them some clothes from dolife.co. Um, you can use the discount code NYNP to get 15% off your purchase. And on top of that, you'll be saving a ton of money, uh, you know, opposed using their service instead of going to a store. Uh, it's all for $49. You can customize the whole order. You get 10 items of clothing all for $49 opposed to, you know, hundred, hundred fifty dollars that you would spend at a store. So go to dolife.co, which is D E U X L I F E.co and use the discount code NYNP to get 15% off your order. Get your kids some threads. I stumbled my way through that. Also, yeah, you were. It's like you're guarding me on the court. You're going, oh, 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 okay. like falling everywhere the whole time. Yeah, hit with crossovers. Yeah, that all Ed hit you with a crossover. Uh-huh. You were like Michael when he was guarding AI. You said, whoa, get double crossed. Um, also, join the Patreon. You filthy animals, yeah. you idiots. Um, right now on Patreon.com/slash/nynp, we have three tiers. We have the average tier, which is five dollars. The spooky tier, which is six dollars in honor of the Academy of Conspiracy, and the normal tier, which is seven dollars. It is a one-time subscription. If you sign up right now, while you're listening to this, sign up right now, we have like I don't even know, maybe a dozen shirts. The not your normal podcast shirts. We have maybe a dozen. We've got like two or three mediums. If you join the Patreon, we'll have it where we can see your name, but also screenshot that you join the Patreon and snap it. To Aaron at Aaron Cross 15 or to me at Kyler Durham 21, we will communicate back and forth with you. We can get an address and we will send you, we will mail you a free Not Your Normal Podcast shirt because we're about to roll over into a new style of shirt and multiples. Have, yeah. And we have a couple of these left. And we fear we just give them away. So go to patreon.com slash NYNP, join the Patreon, show us that you joined and, um, Give us an e or a address, and we'll show up to your house. I'm just kidding. We'll, <laughs> we will. I'm deleting all those numbers from that message. Yeah, right? I, I would. 
and we will send you a shirt for free, and it is first comes, first serve. So if you join the Patreon first and you wear a medium, you can tell us you wear a medium. We'll send you a medium. If you join the Patreon 10th and you wear a medium and we're out of mediums, we'll send you the closest thing we can get you. <laughs> we'll get you an XL. You can wear it as a as a sleeping shirt or something. Exactly. Or you can cut it and wear it to the gym. I don't know. But if you want a free shirt, patreon.com slash NYNP, patreon.com slash NYNP. So there was some UFC fights this uh, this weekend. Yeah. And I want to touch on that just a little bit because there was a, uh, it wasn't even a fight. That, it was not even the fight that was interesting. It was what happened that was interesting. But let's talk about some fights real fast. Platinum Mike Perry, he, um, instead of having his cornerman in his corner, obviously, yeah. Also, did you, so they fought at in Las Vegas at the Apex Gym, mm-hmm. basically the UFC training facility. Mm-hmm. That octagon is three feet smaller on each side. So it's six feet smaller. Yeah. That's a big difference. Well, on every single side of the octagon, yeah. is three a, feet smaller. That's a big difference. Yeah. I didn't know that until I watched uh, Sean O'Malley on YouTube because he has his own YouTube channel where mm-hmm. he sort of talks about fights and stuff. Yeah. And he said that Apex Gym is significantly smaller. Then I looked it up and it's three feet smaller each side. It's three feet smaller. So... That's a big deal. How many times are you going to say three feet? I don't know. <laughs> so Yeah, my, it's three feet smaller. Um, <laughs> Mike Perry fought Mickey Gall, or Mickey Gall. Yep. And if you don't know who Mickey Gall is, his most famous fight, he fought CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, he beat CM Punk, yeah. And then CM Punk like hugged him afterwards. Yeah. It's like, CM, you, just got, you literally just got punked. Why yeah, are you hugging yeah. him? Um, but he, he fought Mike, Mike, what's his name? Mike Platinum Perry. Oh, uh, Platinum Mike Perry. Platinum Mike Perry. He yeah. fought uh, Mickey Gal, 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 whatever, how you pronounce his name, Gal. Mickey Gal. Mickey Gal. And um, the fight wasn't the interesting part. His corner. Yeah, instead of having part. his corner in the fight for him, he just had his girlfriend. She'd iced him down and, you know, stuff like that. Gave him advice. Which, yeah. What does she know? She probably knows a little bit, actually. Yeah. And uh, at, some, at some points, he had to get his own water. Yeah, yeah. So is. He ended is, up winning, though. Yeah, is that like a nod towards, like, your girlfriend? Like, yeah, like, you know. I want you in my corner, or is it a shot at Mickey Mickey Gall? Like I don't even need my corner. You're such a, little, a garbage fan. I think it's a little bit of both. I'd, I'd feel so disrespected. Where's his corner? He just brought his girl with him. Yeah, like his girl's gonna watch me get punked tonight. Yeah, his girl, his girl's gonna watch me get beat up. Mine's in the stands over there. I think it's a little bit of both. That's embarrassing. But good job, Mike Perry. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool by Mike. Mike Perry, don't ever have your corner back. Just bring your girlfriend. No, let's hear. Dustin Poirier fought. Dan Hooker, uh, Dustin Poirier won by a decision. I need to watch the recap of that because when I was reading yeah, the, the stats, statistics don't match up. It with sounded that. like D- Dan Hooker was winning. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I have still need to watch the recap and all the highlights of all the rounds and stuff to yeah. sort of can sort of see. Any any other interesting fights happen at all? No. Um, I'm trying to. I need to actually. I'm glad that you said that. Let's see here. I'm just type in UFC in my search bar. So, UFC 251 is the next UFC event, which is July 11th at UFC Fight Island. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, that's actually a good, it's actually a really good card. Um, Jessica Andrade fights Rose Namajunas for uh, just a basically a contender fight to see who's mm. going to fight for the belt next. The last time who's they fought... going to lose to Amanda Nunes? No, that's uh that belt is held by uh because they have three women's t- uh three oh, women's okay. classes now. This is the smallest one. The last time Jessica fought Ro- uh, Rose Namajunas uh, was for Rose's belt. Rose was the belt holder, and Jessica Andrade picked up Rose Namajunas yeah, and slammed, slammed her on her, her noggin. Yeah, she dropped um, her on her noggin. Then that was rough. Peter Yan fights Jose Aldo uh, for okay. a bantamweight belt. Hopefully, he doesn't lose again. Jose Aldo, yeah. he's going to. <laughs> Um, He's going to. Peter Yan also called out Sean O'Malley. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call it Sugar Sean. He said, I've been, he goes, he's just a tall, lanky guy that can throw hands. And Sean's response was, dude, you're 5'2". I've been beating up guys like, uh, beating up guys your height since I was seven. Don't <laughs> don't try to step in the cage with me. I don't want to take your belt from you too early. <laughs> he probably would. Yeah. Um, co-main event. Uh, rematch, Alexander Volkanovsky uh, fighting Max Holloway. Who? Alexander Volkanovsky. That sounds like a like James Bond Russian villain. <laughs> Good God! Uh, no, he's where's uh, he from? New Zealand. Okay. He's he of uh, he's in the same camp as Israel Adesanya. 
And Dan Hooker. That's scary. Um, but he fights Max Holloway for that's the good, rematch. That's a good camp. Yeah, it's a very Dang. good camp. It's a good gym. Train um, there. Him and Max fight rematch for the belt again because months ago, Alexander Volkanovsky beat Max Holloway for his belt. Now they're having a rematch. Max wants his belt back. Um, which makes sense. You know, you take it from the champ, you give him an immediate rematch. Makes sense. Yeah. Then Kamaru Usman mm-hmm. fighting Gilbert Burns, the guy that beat that Tyron beat Woodley, Woodley for the welterweight belt. What if Gilbert Burns wins? That'd be amazing. It would. I just don't see that it. would be. I hope I'm a Gilbert Burns fan. Now. That'd be amazing. I like I like Kamaru Usman. Kamaru really? Usman's so nice. I'm supposed to be Tyron Woodley's tune-up fight. Bulk. No. Dude, I, no, have you seen I'm going to kick Tyron Woodley's ass. That's what Gilbert Burns did. Yeah. It's awesome. Did you see? I like Kamaru Usman. He's a nice guy. He put Colby Covington in his place. Um, <laughs> He's a nice guy. He put Colby Covington in his place. He did. He The night he beat Tyron Woodley, all all week he was giving Tyron Woodley respect, saying he's probably one of the greatest welterweights of all time, giving him respect, all this stuff. Tyron Woodley's a welterweight? Mm-hmm. 170. I thought he's bigger than that. Oh, he's definitely bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks huge. Um, yeah, no, giving him respect all week. Said if he had, you know, he Tyron Woodley wasn't his choice to take the belt from. He didn't want to take it from him. Um, but at some point you have to put, you know, your respect aside and actually just go out there and fight. And after the fight, Tyron Woodley's mom was in the tunnel and she gave Kamaru Usman a, you know, a hug. And, she said, thank you for not killing my son. No, she was extremely respectful. She <laughs> was like, it's, it's Kamaru Usman just broke down and cried because it's Tyron Woodley's mom. She's like... It wasn't his time. It's your time. They're going to be coming for you. So, you when know, you stay training, stay ready. And I was like, man, that's when, what an amazing woman. When you put fighters into perspective, how tall is Connor? Five nine. Five nine. So he's my height. Five nine, six four reach. But he's long. He's long you, as hell. When you put him, when you put it into perspective, he's my height, and he would fight from what one forty five to one sixty. One seventy. One seventy, but more one forty five ish in his prime. 145, uh, 150, 155 in that ballpark. Dude, I don't know. He probably went into the fights at like 160. But I'm saying like him and I are like the same weight kind of yeah. in that class. I think it's funny when you look at UFC fighters like Tyron Woodley, you're like, how much does the dude weighs like 200 pounds? No, he's, uh, he's 175. He's 170. You're like, bullshit. It's like with Connor. It's like, oh, he's a, he's fighting at 155 tonight. Be like, him and I don't look the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. weigh about the same. We don't he, look the same. He weighed same. in at one forty five. At one fifty five. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like, it's like he. We don't. We, we don't <laughs> yeah. carry one fifty five the same. Yeah, no, not at <laughs> he all. He carries it much better. I look like a stick figure. I look like the guy on the bathroom door telling you it's the men or the women's bathroom. Yeah. He looks like a bodybuilder. He looks like Arnold's little brother. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger's little brother. Like Jesus. They fight. That's July eleventh. Um. At UFC Fight Island. You have UFC Fight Night 172. Um, oh, Frankie Edgar's coming out of retirement to fight oh Pedro Munoz, who oh boy. knocked out Cody Garbrandt last year. Um, I'm excited for that one. Um, uh, that one's sort of weak. UFC Fight Night 174, anything good? Oh, Darren Till, the gorilla, fighting Robert Whitaker. Uh, main event middleweight. Every time I hear Robert Whitaker, I think of Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> oh, a heavyweight fight. What's he doing there? Alexander Gustafsson. Mm. He's fighting at heavyweight now. Okay. He's a big man. He yeah, can do huge. it. He's huge. Yeah, he can do that. Um, Holly Holm fight is fighting uh, Irene Aldana. She's... No, I don't care about that. Her. Yeah, she's a shell of herself. UFC 252, August 15th. It's my birthday. Main event. No way. Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier, three. Daniel, DC wants his where's belt that, Where's back. that fight happening? I am, I'm assuming Fight oh. Island. I'm assuming Fight Island. Oh, they don't have a venue for it yet. I need you all to open stuff back up. I need that to happen in Dallas, and I'll go for my birthday. Stipe Miocic fighting DC. Round the third, the third match, the trilogy match. I'm going to bet DC might cry again. DC took <laughs> Stipe's belt. Stipe took it back. I think Stipe keeps it this time. I don't know. I don't know. DC's a good fighter. I, I just don't like him. He's a good fighter, though. He's a good wrestler. He went to Oklahoma State, you know? That? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not too far from us. Um, That's our UFC hour. <laughs> I love the UFC. Where are we at on time? About 45 minutes? 49 minutes. 49 minutes? Okay. Well, the last 11 minutes are yours. Why? You were telling me about a show. 
And oh my god. We love Jordan Peele here. We love Kenny Mega pushed like back Ke- till September. It pisses me off. I like Keegan Peele more than you do. I love Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key. They're amazing. Keegan Michael Key's hilarious in movies that he plays in. He do, he he does he's in roles and stuff. He doesn't do like the whole behind the camera. But Jordan Peele with Get Out, um, Us, mm-hmm. and now he is working on another, or he's actually finished right with yeah, another done, project. Yeah. And he did it last year. Uh, I saw the reason that Candyman got pushed back. Why? Because he said the experience. So a lot of movies that are coming out the experience now experience needs to be in theaters. Yeah, he yeah. said it's going to be. He said, first of all, the trailer doesn't tell you anything. He said, if you thought the trailer was crazy, you're not prepared for the actual movie. Which makes me very excited because Jordan Peele makes only bangers. Um, Well, I'll tell you in a minute. But, yeah, uh, Jordan Peele, executive producer, writer. Real fast. You know the Candyman's based off of a real person. Mm -hmm. A guy that, yeah. Yeah. Look that stuff up. It's disgusting. Yeah. The dude's a monster. Anyway, Jordan Peele. I mean. No, he's a monster. Jordan Peele. What they did to him. Come on now. No, I'm saying the real story of the dude's a Oh, the real story is the real story, the real story, the story the yeah. monster. Um, but Jordan Peele, a couple years ago, I think it was two years ago, um, he did, they revamped the Twilight Zone. If you mm-hmm. don't know what the Twilight Zone is, basically early 60s, 50s TV show. It's earlier than that. Is it? Uh, I think it's 50s, like early 50s. Hold on. Go ahead, though. Basically revamped the Twilight Zone. If you don't know what the Twilight Zone is, older TV show. Kyler's looking up the years. 1959. Okay. You're right on the money. Um, TV show from the early 60s, late 50s, um, about sort of just like... Um, Oddities. Yeah, just like strange science fiction type stories. Uh, each episode was different. Yeah, there's always like a twist in the episode. Yeah. That, yeah they're very good. So... They're basically... Real fast, and I'll let you talk. They're basically <laughs> like Black Mirror... Before Black Mirror, yeah, way yeah, exactly. before in the fit in the late fifties, yeah, 60s exactly, Black yeah. Mirror, yeah. Um, Black Mirror now sort of leans on the futuristic side of things, so it's like the Twilight Zone, but set more in the future. You have way more futuristic things. Yeah, yeah. Well, they revamped Twilight Zone uh, from the mind of Jordan Peele. So it's a sick mind. <laughs> season one, uh, what came out like a year ago, and it was a couple episodes written and directed by Jordan Peele. Every episode is narrated by Jordan Peele, but um, uh, <laughs> season two though, also the end of season one, the last episode, the guy that does the the old host of Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. the guy that the old go, narrator, yeah, the old guy, you're, like, the you're, na- you're now entering the, the Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone. That yeah. guy, the last episode of season one has Seth Rogen in it. First of all, <laughs> which is fantastic. Is he the main character? Uh, yeah, he's the main character. Oh the God. last episode, yeah. That's the whole thing in this new one. Like, also in season one, Glenn from The Walking Dead, he was in an episode. Hmm. Yeah, um, you know the TV show Community? Uh, with Childish Gambino and stuff, Dr. Ken Jong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Joel McHale, the taller, handsome white guy. Yeah. He's in it. Huh. It has a bunch of famous actors in it, basically. Yeah. Every episode's got, like, some famous actors. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the last episode of season one was about, I don't <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. So it shows Seth Rogen as the character that he's playing. He's a writer. And he's writing something. Then all of a sudden you hear Jordan Peele go, cut. And he's directing the episode of The Twilight Zone. And the writer of that episode that he's directing gets stuck in The Twilight Zone. In season one? At the end of the last episode of season one. it's She gets stuck in The Twilight Zone while she's doing a taping of... The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. And it ends with the old guy, the old narrator, taking her through that door in space oh going, God. welcome to the Twilight Zone. That's how... <laughs> so anyway, Jordan Peele... Yeah, Jordan Peele wrote se- that episode yeah, too. He comes out with season two. Season two, yeah. Um, and there's just one episode out? No, they're all streaming they're all, now. Are they all on Netflix? Uh, they're all on CBS All Access. You can do it though. You get it for a week free, and it's only $5 a month. CBS All Access. Well worth it. Uh, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor, but well worth it. Um, yeah, season two. I watched one episode today. As soon as I leave here today, I will be going home to watch. You have CBS All Access? I get it just for this. Um, okay. Um, and I got it for the last season of Criminal Minds because I'm a 40-year-old Yeah, mom. I like that show. Um, uh, 
But I watched, uh, yeah, season two is out now. I watched one episode. I've watched two episodes today. First episode, um, his, it's an actor. You know him if you saw him. I can't think of his name. But he gets, I'm trying to, basically he, he has this weird telepathic ability to only talk to one woman in his mind who lives hundreds and hundreds of miles away from him. Well, they end up falling in love and all this stuff, and he meets her. He plans to meet her. Things go haywire. He breaks into the house that he thinks that she's in, ends up killing a dude who ends up being her husband. He's looking at her, and she's like, I, I found you, I found you. She's like, I don't know who you are. Cops come, he gets arrested. Then basically the end of it, she's like, basically toyed with him the whole the whole time, making him seem like he was meant to be with her. And in reality, she was just using him as a scapegoat to kill her husband so she could get out of that relationship, hmm. which is really sad. I'm trying to find mm, season two. Okay, I don't care about season one. Continue. I'm trying to find the, the cast for this. I got it right here, but. Also, Jordan Peele's narration for The Twilight Zone is really cool. The way they do it is really interesting. Meet, is it called Meet in the Middle? Yes. It is Jimmy Simpson yeah. and G- Gillian Jacobs. Yep. I know Gillian oh. Jacobs. What'd you say? Oh, He's in oh. It's Always Sunny in, yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> House of Cards. This dude. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah that guy, yeah. <laughs> James Raymond Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's Homegirl? Gillian Jacobs? Let's see. There's only two actors? Or two main? Yeah. What the hell is she in? Huh? The main I've never heard of any of these movies really? except Hot Tub Time Machine Two. <laughs> <laughs> the what main a... the main woman in the second episode, she's in that TV show Gotham that came on a couple years ago. What a career! Um, I was in Hot Tub Time Machine. I like the too. way Jordan Peele at the old Twilight Zone. It was always they'd set up the episode like you get to meet the character, then something would go wrong, then it goes straight to the intro of him talking. Well, now it's. At the beginning of the first episode, the dude's on a date and he starts hearing these voices in his head and he's looking at himself in a mirror and then camera moves behind him and he's like, oh man, I just don't know what to do. And he walks away. Then Jordan peels in the mirror and he starts narrating it. That's how they do one whole long shot. The second one, everyone's staring at this thing in the sky and it's just doing this pan of all of these people on like the street of New York. And you just see Jordan Peele turn. You don't see him at first because you see his back. He just turns around and he goes, what if, you know, your reality wasn't reality? What if you were being controlled by someone else? Like the movie Gamer. Yeah. And he goes, what if? And, you know, the a bunch garbage. of what ifs. And he's like, you're now entering the Twilight, the Twilight Zone. Zone. And they remix the, the intro a little bit. Jordan it's Peele, amazing. Jordan Peele is very talented. Oh, he's so talented. <laughs> Jordan Peele's awesome. He's the first director to win director of the year uh, for a horror movie. If you could... Mm. You could meet one, one actor, director, producer, whatever. Who would it be? And then we'll wrap this thing up. Probably Quentin Tarantino. Probably. Okay. Quentin Tarantino or um, Scorsese would be a cool one. Mine might be Jordan Peele because you know Peele's, he's hilarious. Yeah, oh yeah, he's. But hilarious. you know he's serious too. Uh, Jordan Peele's up there, yeah, but I'm his body of work isn't that long right now, which it's, is all of it's amazing, crazy. Yeah. Really, he's been in comedy for like ten years. Yeah, but I'm talking about like movie wise, like what? So they all been bangers. Yeah, exactly. All two of them. Yeah, oh. and then the Twilight Zone apparently is doing very well, and <laughs> Key and Peele is hilarious. It's a critically claimed. I don't know yeah. if it's critically claimed or not. I'm just made that up, but it should be. It's really yeah. good. I, yeah, I think he's very fascinating. I think he's extremely intelligent. Pro- no, probably Stanley Kubrick, guy that did 2001: A Space Odyssey, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clockwork Orange. Okay, okay. Or Alfred Hitchcock, he did Psycho. Meet what actor? John Carpenter, he you did could, uh, Halloween. If you could meet an actor, who would it be? Mm. You're gonna love mine. He's hilarious. He's dead. Yeah, no. If you can actually meet him. Oh, yeah, not um, a dead person. Probably. Remember, LeBron James is an actor. Yeah, I know. Probably. Probably Donald Glover. 
Childish? Mm-hmm. Okay. He does so much. <laughs> you know who I would meet? He, he literally does everything. It's not It's not okay. He plays like 20 instruments. He can sing. He raps. He's a stand-up comedian. He His show Atlanta so, right, directs at stars in it. So he's he's a black James Franco. No. <laughs> All of Childish Gambino's things that he's ever touched have won awards for. James Franco's in some stuff. He's won some awards. <laughs> I like James Franco. He's funny. Donald Glover stand-up. Won comedy skit of the year, Atlanta, both seasons, won. I've never seen that. Won Emmy, like won the best TV show of the mm-hmm. year, won an Emmy. Now it's gonna be the Twilight Zone. Maybe. You know who I would meet? Who? One actor, actor or actress. You know who I'd meet? Who? <laughs> or maybe Brad, uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay, mine goes in with mine lines up Bradley Cooper. Ed Helms. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Yeah, I would love yeah. to meet Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Ed Helms. Um, oh, Zach Galifianakis. Bradley Cooper. Would be great. Probably Bradley Cooper. He did. Um. Uh, he directed and wrote and starred in A Star Is Born with Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. That movie was really good. Did you like American Sniper? It's okay. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I no, it's okay. not. Just, it's not crazy. It's more good. just like a documentary, yeah. kind of thing. Um. Bradley Cooper would be a cool one. Oh, like Jonah Hill. Biography kind of thing. Yeah, Jonah Hill would be funny. Jonah Hill. He's a serious actor, yeah, though. Now. Um, Kristen Bale. What about Michael Sarah? Would you want to oh, meet Michael Sarah? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> He's odd. Jake Gyllenhaal. What's the dude's name that plays McLovin? What's that kid's name? I don't know. <laughs> meet that kid. I am McLovin. <laughs> meet that kid. He's the, the, the main villain in Kick-Ass. Meet that kid. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, <clears throat> Well... We about wrapping this Maybe, up. Oh, Danny McBride. He's kind of an idiot. He directed last year's Halloween. He's still kind of an idiot. He, but he directed last year's Halloween. Okay. I think that'd be cool. Uh, Will Ferrell. Nah, Will Ferrell's a goofball. Mark Wal- Mark Wahlberg. I'd like to meet Mark Wahlberg. I'd like to meet Zach Galifianakis. That'd be hilarious. You know, I wouldn't want to meet, and it sounds really mean. Who? There's a couple people I wouldn't want to meet. No. I wouldn't want to meet Billy Bob Thornton. No. I, I wouldn't want to meet Robert Downey Jr. No. I feel like he's a cool guy, but no, he's not um not my top twenty. It's kind of like I like refrain what, from saying Brad Pitt and Leo because those are like sort of obvious. I wouldn't want to meet Brad Pitt. Why? Because first off, what's he, he's not gonna have time to talk to anybody. He's busy. I don't know. I feel like Zach Galifianakis has time to hang out. <laughs> Me and Brad Pitt will talk about Frank Ocean. Okay. Apparently, he's a really a uh, huge Frank Ocean fan. Yeah. Did you uh, Frank Ocean's last concert? First of all, was like three and a half years ago. But for the song Nights off the album Blonde, um, Brad Pitt just oh yeah, came yeah, out yeah, 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 and yeah. sat on the edge of the of the the stage yeah, with that. giant headphones on and just like nodded his head. And I was, what's the song? What? Why? <laughs> what's the song where George Clooney sticks his head out? Oh, that's in a a, a very Murray Christmas. A very well, Murray Christmas. Yeah, Santa Claus wants some loving. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, George Clooney. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Bill Murray would be a good one too. Bill Murray would be no, great. No, I know mine. I know mine. Is it Bill Murray? No, Jesse Eisenberg. That'd be a good one too. Him Not or um, uh, Woody Harrelson. Mine's Zach Galifianakis. There's a lot. I don't know. No, mine's Zach Galifianakis. Mine's easy. Mine's <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. Director. Would I have be so Jordan many. Peele. I have so many. All right, we about in an hour here. Yeah, we can wrap yeah, this let's up. Wrap this. Let's let's put a bow on this. Let's wrap this up and film your episode. Yeah. Um. If you want to follow me, don't know why you would. You can follow me on Snapchat, Kyler Durham twenty one every Tuesday and Friday on my story on Snapchat. I post a link as well as a nice little picture of um, this podcast right here. So if you want easy access to the podcast, all you do is swipe up on my story. Follow me at, on Snapchat, Kyler Durham twenty one, no caps, no spaces. Also, starting tomorrow, AOC season four, we're we're rolling. So uh, also every Wednesday, I'll post it on my story as well. So. Um, I look forward to that. Look forward to seeing what people think about our new new season of the AOC Academy of Conspiracy. Also, like I stated in the middle of the episode, go to Patreon.com/nynp. Do the one-time payment of five dollars, six dollars, or seven dollars. And if you're one of the first, however many shirts we have, you get a free shirt. Also, you get a bonus episode. You get Patreon questions. You get to ask us questions. So, and um, the proceeds from that from our Patreon do not go to us. They go to Feeding America. So, if you want to get a free shirt want to get an extra episode, want to be able to ask us questions, and want to donate to a good cause, patreon.com slash nynb. Also, uh, Kai's Sports Opinion, go check out that podcast as well. 
um, iFilm Cinema Gaming, iFilm Cinema Production on YouTube, all that stuff. Aaron, talk. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so my Snapchat is Aaron Cross 15. Uh, Instagram is iPhone Aaron. Um, follow the Night and Roll podcast, Academy of Conspiracy, iPhone Cinemas Productions, and Kai Sports Opinion, all on social media platforms. Um, and or just go to iPhoneCinemas.com and you can find all of them right there on the screen. Um, also, if you want a shirt, like Kyler said, go to the Patreon, and uh, me and him will be sure to give you a shirt. Uh, stay tuned for all the new shirt and merch ideas that we have coming very soon. Got anything else? If you're going to be with someone at all in a relationship, give it your all like Mike Perry does. <laughs>